0: see this and it says in this passage he said and to know the love of Christ and notice the next phrase which passeth what knowledge knowledge it goes beyond us you know man continually tries to find answers we got a chance to go down to the ark and I don't know if you've ever been down there I want to challenge you to go it's definitely worth our time uh, to go down and see what's been done down there and then the creation museum is down there as well and you know, man wants to continually come up with answers of how the universe was made. Amen? And they, they come up with all these things, and they're into evolution, and you know, we must have evolved, and there's even Christians that buy into some of that, and, and, and it has to be because we have these records and all this kind of stuff. I want to tell you what the best record we have is called this old-fashioned King James Bible. Amen? And and, and listen, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen? It, and, and so man wants to complicate that, but listen, we have a God who's beyond our understanding, isn't it? Beyond what we can, can can think of. And when I look at this, man's always trying to figure out. You know, here we are, we try to get into the depths of the sky and the depths of the sea and and and, and you know we're to get somebody on Mars, and we're trying to prove that there's water on Mars. You know who knows if there's water on Mars or not? The God who placed it in the heavens, amen? He put the stars there. He put the planets there. He knows everything. And and so man's always trying to discover, trying to find, or trying to look, and and, and, you know, you think about the very depths of our ocean. We've never even seen what's there at the very bottoms of our ocean. Uh, We have no idea. We have an amazing God. And and, you know, when I went down, and, and, and I'm walking through the ark, and I'm looking at all these things and thinking how God, you know, did some things and how man tries to explain away that it's not possible that this ark could have existed and it's not possible that God could have placed two of, uh, of, of, of the same kind or seven of others and the unclean animals and the clean animals and there's no way they could do this, there's no way they could do that and you just read the scriptures and God said, yes, this happened, <laughs> And man, even down there, you know, I didn't go down to the ark to try to be, have it proven to me that the ark existed. I went down because I wanted to see what man's thoughts were even about the ark itself. And the reality of it is, is God used Noah. Amen. And the ark was built. And you look at things, and many answers go beyond our understanding, go beyond our mind. They go beyond our comprehension, how the universe functions. I mean, uh, you know, one time I go and I listen to one man speak, and, and the earth's a billion years old. And I go and listen to another man speak, and the earth is six billion years old. And I listen to another man speak, and the earth's 4.6 billion years old. And I go and listen to another man speak, and the earth is this old. And you know what? I look in the scriptures. God created the heavens and the earth, and he did it in six days, and on the seventh, he rests. It, amen. And when I look at the scriptures, I realize the earth's probably about somewhere around six thousand years old. <laughs> it's not billions of years old. And the thing is, is man's always trying to come up with their own answers, aren't they? We're always looking. So man comes up with his own philosophies, his own ways of thinking to help him walk around in this world, and we must be careful the way that we're thinking for our ways and our understanding, they all lead to a very slippery slope. <laughs> what we think is an important is what God knows. <laughs> Amen. What we think is not as important as what God knows. When I go to the scriptures, sure, for a while I can operate, I can think my way, I can work my way, I can make my plans, I can do my own thinking. And and listen, inside the scriptures, the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of what? That. There's nothing in it. It's empty. (laughs) And you know, I was out door knocking with my wife one time, I went and we knocked on a door and... As we're knocking on the door and we're reaching out to folks and uh, this man was up there, he was painting this house that he was remodeling and I'll never forget this, we walk in and, and so we start to share with this man that we were from, at that time, Baptist Church and we were trying to hand him a track and, and, and uh, he said he was an atheist and, and, and so I, I thought, okay, what do I say now? So my wife, God gave her wisdom at that moment and, and she said, so, uh, so you do worship. He said, What? She said, you do worship. You worship the God of no God. And finally, we got a chance to witness to the man. You see, the world has their own thinking, don't they? They think they're smart. You know what the Bible says? It says in Psalm 53:1, the fool hath said in his heart there is no God. Now listen to me. The fool hath said in his heart there is no God. You know what, when I watch some of these television announcers, I watch some of these people, and I hear the things that they say, my heart actually breaks for them. Because God speaks of an eternal hell in the Scriptures, and that's where they're going to spend their time. And reality is, the fool has said in their heart, there is no God. (laughs) So, why do we go out and knock on doors? Why do we do this missions things, preacher? Why do we come in and listen to you preach? Why do you motivate us? Why are we putting these John and Romans together? Why are we doing all these things? Because the gospel needs to get out to a lost and dying world. And God's called His church to fulfill that great commission. When I think about this and I look at this, it's not logical to think that there is someone who could love me even in death. Isn't that amazing? He loved me so much, he loved me to death. He died that I may live for eternity. An amazing God. Now, that goes beyond my thinking. When I look at this, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth, what? Knowledge. You can't get it. It's hard to comprehend. And you say, I got it. It's okay. No, it's a powerful thing to think about how much he loves us. When you consider, it's not logical to think that there's someone that could love me and have answers to this life and the life after. So many people are going and getting surgeries to look younger. (laughs) Amen. You know, I hope when I get to heaven, my hair turns jet black again. Amen. (laughs) You know, but the thing of it is, is I'm not going to dye my hair jet black. But the thing is, is that so many people try so hard to stay so young. Am I right? And, And you think about live longer and do this and do that. And yet, Uh, there's an eternity in heaven. Listen, I know where the fountain of life is. (laughs) It's in heaven. (laughs) Eternal life is in heaven. And listen, this world will pass away with a fervent heat, the Bible says, and the reality is there is a new heaven and a new earth coming. And God has a plan for us. When I look at this, it's not possible that someone could love me forever and give me life forever. It's not logical to think that someone's capable of loving me that way and go beyond my understanding of love. And to know the love of Christ is a way of thinking that just goes beyond my understanding. I just can't get a hold of this, Pastor. Who could love me that much? Now, I want to tell you, I love my wife. But I can never love her as much as Jesus Christ loves her. Amen? Amen. And we've been married now, uh, this September, we'll be married 28 years. I cannot tell you how much I love my wife. And I, I think the world of Anita, and I, I love her not only for being the mother of my children and, and all of those wonderful things, but I love her for all the things that she does behind the scenes. No one else sees uh, the kindness that she shows her husband, the things that she does for me, uh, the, 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 the way that she goes out of her way. And man, I love her, but I cannot love her as much as Jesus Christ does. And the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Every man in here ought to understand this one thing. You ought to be willing to die for your wife, amen, and die to self. But even in that, I cannot love her as much as Jesus Christ did. That goes beyond our understanding, doesn't it? When I looked at the scriptures, I admit today, And I think in my own heart and in my own mind, Lord, the love of Christ goes beyond my understanding. Can you admit that today? The love of Christ goes beyond my understanding. I cannot grasp it, but it's real. Now, a couple of things I want you to see in these passages, and to know the love of Christ, it goes beyond our knowledge. So what he says here, Christ's love goes beyond what we can understand. So to know someone is something we all experience in life. And I I began to think about this a little bit. And uh, Stephanie just had the little baby, Amelia. And what a wonderful thing, amen? Child's born in the world. And you know, you say, oh, you know. Now listen, Mike and Stephanie are going to have a love for this child, that that love can't even be returned yet, can it? Can't even be returned yet. They're going to have a love for this child and wanting to take care of this child and wanting to do for this child and reaching out to this child. It's a part of them, isn't it? And they're going to go beyond measure to make sure that that child's every need is taken care of, you know. When the baby cries, they're going to go to her and take care of her. And that child doesn't quite comprehend that. I think that's us in our relationship with the love of Christ. I can't quite comprehend it. I can't quite get my arms around how much he really loved me. When when you just take for a moment, and and listen, I'm not trying to get you to go down the wrong path, but just the sin that's in our own lives, and he still loves me. And if we'll just confess that sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us even today as believers. If you're here and you're saved and you know Jesus Christ, he'll cleanse you from all of that. And the thing is, is I can't really grasp sometimes how much he really loved me, willing to die for my sin. Now listen, he didn't only die for mine, he died for yours. <laughs> for everything that you have done and will do. Listen, he died for Adolf Hitler. That's hard to comprehend, isn't it? That man killed six million Jews. God's chosen people, he killed six million of them. But do you know God died even for Hitler? Jesus Christ died for him. And if Hitler at any time would have stopped and trusted Jesus Christ as his Savior, God would have saved his soul just like he would anybody else. That is a love that goes beyond my understanding. And when I look at this, and to know and to have a perception of this is just beyond what we can gather. And when I was born, I didn't really know my mom, but when I was hungry, that woman came to me, and she would feed me, and she would take care of me, and when I wet myself, she would change me, and she would do all these things. She had a love for me that I could not comprehend, that I could not understand. How many moms in here today are still praying for one of their children that have gone wayward maybe? And that child may even tell you, I don't understand why you even love me anymore. And you do love them. But you'll never love them like Jesus Christ does. You know that wayward child, dropped to your knees, pray to God, ask God to help them. Because there's something he can do that we cannot do. And it's a love that passes our understanding. The love of Christ is said to passeth knowledge. The mind cannot grasp really what Christ has done. The love of Christ goes well beyond or exceeds what we can understand. It goes beyond this sin-filled life. It goes beyond our faults. It goes beyond everything that we've ever done. And to kind of try to get a hold of that for just a moment just exceeds our thoughts. Now, here's the thing. The reason I'm sharing this with you is, is that if you're here this morning and you're saved, this should challenge us, this should charge us, this should cause us to come to that place where we say, you know, I'm not going to look at the outward man anymore. I'm going to try to win people to Christ because Jesus loved man and and he loves us and I'm going to stop looking at the outward man and I'm going to start praying for the inward man and I'm going to start reaching people with the gospel. I'm not going to care what color their hair is or how many tattoos they have or how many earrings piercings they have i'm going to stop looking at all that i'm not going to look at the color of their uh, clothes i'm not going to judge them by the way that they look i am going to stop doing all of that and i am going to start giving out the gospel because the love of christ passeth all knowledge past our knowledge i cannot comprehend it but i know it's real And when I look to the scriptures and I see this, believer, the love of Christ is what allows you and me to move on in this life, to to have a heart to reach others. Listen, it should cause or stir something up in us that says, you know what? He loved me so much, he gave his only begotten son that I may live. But then he challenges every one of us that are sitting in this room this morning to give that same message to someone else that they might live. Oh, it goes beyond our understanding. Surely it can go beyond what I or you know. It goes beyond what I can grasp. (laughs) It goes beyond those things. It goes beyond my capability. It goes beyond what I am able to do. Listen, Christ is reliable. Christ is reliable. Christ you can trust. Christ is capable. Christ can do things that we cannot Christ is able to do things beyond our comprehension. When I look at this passage and to know the love of Christ with passage knowledge, and he goes on to say this, he said that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. (laughs) That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. It passeth our understanding that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. You say, man, preacher, what's this fullness thing? What's the fullness of God? Do you know the day that you get saved, the day that you trust Christ the Savior, the Bible shares with us that the Holy Spirit now indwells us. He moves in. God moves into us. And God gives you something that a lost and a dying world does not have. And then he gives you the capability to not only have the possession of Christ in your life, he gives you eternal life through that. He gives you the capability to pick up his word and to read it and to begin to understand it. And he wants you to read his word because that, folks, is value. Listen, the fullness of God comes through the power of the word of God. And you need to be in the word of God every day. I challenge Christians all the time that you need to be reading your Bible. One of the biggest problems in even independent fundamental Baptist churches is people are not reading the scriptures. And if you want the fullness of God in your life, you need to be reading the word of God every day. Every day you need to be in God's Word. You need to read something about God, and you need to just muse upon that for a moment. And by the way, to muse is to really concentrate on. Hey, we go to amusement parks to be distracted. We get into the Word of God that we might not be distracted, that we might muse upon the Word of God, that we might think about it for a while, that we might think about who God is, that we might think about what He wants to do for us. And listen, our God, His love goes beyond our comprehension. Can't even gather it, can you? he loved you so much, he wrote you a love letter. 66 books, that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? 66 books. And he wants to talk to you every day. He desires to meet with you. He desires to talk to you. He desires to hear from you every day. Oh, preacher, my heart is broken. God wants to hear from you. Pastor, we're on the mountaintop. He wants to hear from you. Pastor, I'm telling you, man, this week was one of the toughest weeks I've ever had. He wants to hear from you. Amen? I can talk to you. I can show you what God's word says. But I can never comfort you the way that God can comfort you. Amen? I cannot love you the way that Christ loveth you. I cannot do for you what God can do for you. And I want to tell you, if you want to know who God is, get into his word. (laughs) I share this all the time. The word of God is the will of God. If you want to know what the will of God is for your life, read the Word of God. Pick up the book. (laughs) Begin to read it. Begin to be in it every day. When I look at this, this is a love that passes knowledge. You know, I, I was thinking this morning a, as I was praying here, and I, I began to think about the bakers this morning, and I began to think about uh, James and Junior who are here, and, and I began to think about Wade and, and, and Jamie that are here this morning, and I began to pray about Brooke and Morgan, and they're here this morning. I pray about Benny, who's in the back, and I pray for all the members of this church. And, Josh, I, I, I had no idea that you were going to be here this morning, but I think God brought these people into this church. Amen? <laughs> God did that. Pastor Warnick didn't do a single solitary thing. All he's doing is praying to a God who can answer prayer, Penny. That's all he can do. I cannot do any more than that, and all I can do is share the gospel with people. I can only share the truth with you, and every one of you in here are going to make choices for God or you're going to choose to go the world's way. That's choices that you make. And I pray for this place day in and day out. And I love you folks. And I want to see God do things here. I want to see the bus ministry grow. And I want to see more children in here. And I want to watch God do things in your lives. I want him to answer your prayers. I want him to do things for you. I want him to take away your financial burdens. I want him to take away your problems you're having, your physical illnesses, your physical problems. I pray for each and every one of you by name. I cannot love you like Jesus Christ does. I can't. The thing about it is sometimes pastor's busy, isn't he? (laughs) Guess who's not? God. He's never too busy for you. What a love that passeth knowledge. Amen? Second thing is this, and I want you to get a hold of this. Not only is it a love that passeth knowledge, (laughs) I began to think about this. It's a Christ that goes way beyond our understanding you know we were in the back room men were coming in to pray in the evenings and I appreciate all you men that came to pray during the time of the revival pray you'd come back you know we got an 830 prayer meeting we got a 630 prayer meeting tonight if you can make it come on in Wade, James come on in just let's go pray get here early let's go in there and pray together amen Josh come on in want you to come want you to be here for this right Dell, Kenny, Kyle we'll pray together I'm in there and I'm praying and I thought, man, I've been praying, you know. James, I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, add five families to the church. <laughs> add five families to the church before December. Oh, and little Nathaniel Smith's turn comes to pray. <laughs> and it comes around to his turn, and Nathaniel sits there and he said, Lord, I'm praying you'll bring 31 souls into this place. Why 31? I have no idea. Maybe Baskin Robbins, because they got 31 flavors. I don't know. But he said 31, and I said, God, help me to have that kind of faith. Amen? 16-year-old boy praying. And I'm thinking, Lord, five families. And I thought, well, Lord, maybe those five families, there could be 31 people in that crowd. I don't know. (laughs) I was trying to make all kinds of excuses to God then. (laughs) But you know, God, when he builds a work and it's built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, no man can tear it down. Amen? No man can tear it down. And I'm asking God to do a work in our midst. I'm asking God to build a people. I'm asking God to add to the church daily such as should be saved. And when I look at this, Christ's ways go beyond my understanding. You say, why are you praying that way? Because I serve a God that answers those kinds of prayers. Amen. You read this passage with me and I want you to get a hold of this. Look at verse 20. Now unto him that is able. You ought to just stop right there. Unto him that is what? He's able, he's able, he's able, I'm not. And it says in this passage now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power, where's the power? That worketh where? In us. It's not somewhere out here. Do you know when I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come up over the church, you know what I'm really asking? For God to get a hold of each one of us. Because the Spirit resides in us. He's not floating. I mean, it's not like the Holy Ghost is up here going. It's not happening. You know where the Holy Spirit is? He's in you. He's in every one of you. And God wants to do a work. Do you know what that takes? That takes a spirit of, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord yes, Lord, I hear you, Lord, yes, Lord. That's what it takes. It takes the spirit of saying, I'll do this, Lord. When I look at this, this goes to the place where this local New Testament church is to bring the glory of the Lord into the house of God. I look at this now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think by the power that worketh in us. When I look at this whole situation and I see what God's doing, it's the love of Christ that gets the Christian's heart right. It's the love of God that tells me that I need a Savior. It's the love of God that saves the soul. It's the love of Christ that builds the local church. It's the love of God that gets me into the Word. It's something I cannot comprehend. It goes beyond my comprehension but anything that I ask God he can answer above all that I ask or think. That's some love, isn't it? And I think about the love of Christ. It goes way beyond my comprehension. When I look at this it goes beyond my thinking and I thought, you know, this fullness of God, this idea that God's doing this. When I was in college, um, how, many, how many of you went to school? How many of you, even in high school, you had to cram for an exam? How many of you know what I'm talking about? You're cramming for an exam. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? You're cramming for an exam. What are you doing? You're trying to take a whole semester that you didn't do a stinking thing and didn't listen the whole time, and you're trying to put it into your mind overnight thinking you're going to go pass the test. Amen. So you start doing what? I'm cramming for that test. Yeah, there it is. I'm studying hard now. I'm cramming for this thing. Man, I'm going to get all this stuff in my head that I, we were just talking about this yesterday, weren't we, Jeremy? School's hard, isn't it? Man, you're trying to jam all that stuff into your mind, and you're thinking, man, you know, I didn't study all year long, but I'm about to pass this test because, you know, overnight I'm going to drink all this coffee, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to study all night long, and by the time I get in there, I'm going to be prepared, and when he hands me the test, I went... (laughs) Or you get the test, and you're going, oh, my, what is this? (laughs) But I wanted to cram everything into my head. I was trying to cram it all in there, and here's the thing. That fullness of God... Is God cramming everything He has into you? Everything. God giving you everything that He has. Oh, He gives you the power of the Holy Spirit to work in you. Oh, He gives you His Word to rely upon. He gives you His strength to be guided by, His power. That's the God that we serve. When I look at this and I thought about how, you know, I'd cram for that, and I began to think about how much Christ loves me and how it passes my knowledge. And man, he loves me from the the tippy top of my hair up here down to the longest toenail I got on my foot. (laughs) That's a wonderful God, isn't it? And I began to think about, all that he's done, all that he's doing, it goes beyond my thinking. And I look at this and I say, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Why would we not then pray, Lord, add to the church daily such as should be what? That's even his word, isn't it? God, help me to reach people with the gospel. <laughs> you know, Brother Dwight preached that message. How many of you like that I O U? owe Do you like that message? That was a good message, wasn't it? And he said, I owe you the gospel. How many of you remember? No, 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 no. So anyway, we were over at Pizza Hut the other night. That was a wonderful time, wasn't it? I enjoyed that very much. We were over at Pizza Hut. And so I told little Andrew, I said, now listen. I said, Andrew, I said, you can take this pizza home. He goes, no, 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 no. I owe you a pizza. I said, no, 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 no. He goes, no, 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 no. So we're just going back and forth. God's word's powerful, isn't it? can change the heart of man. When I look at this and I think about how much God loves me and I think about acts to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith in, that is in me. Listen, I, I, I think about this, and, and I want you to pray, because when we led Preston and, and, and Natasha to the Lord, this, this is not out of my head, Wade. This, this is still in my mind. That man said, when we were sitting at that table, he said, baby, things are about to change around here. (laughs) His wife was off. She was out of the grocery store, Jimmy. She came in just about that time, just after he prayed and asked Christ to save him. And I can't get that out of my head. Baby, things are about to change around here. (laughs) So I'm going to go up, and I'm going to remind Natasha... She also prayed and asked Christ to save her, amen? I said, do you you, you remember Preston saying, baby, things are about to change around here? (laughs) Huh? Hey, you know what? God changes people, doesn't he? He changes lives. Think about your own Christian life. How much has he changed you through the years? by His power, by His love. Things that pass our knowledge, things that pass our understanding. And listen, He says, come and talk to me. When I look at this, the hymn and the passage is Christ, and we need that inner strength. I, I want you to look at this in chapter 3. Uh, let's go back a couple of verses. Let's look at verse 14. He said, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Paul speaking here. And he said, listen, I bow my knees uh, uh, unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with uh, with might by his spirit, where? In the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ. (laughs) It's powerful, isn't it? Do you know where God wants to strengthen you the most? In here. It's not the outward things that we do. Now, they, 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 they have a testimony, right? They say things. They, they do say things. But where does God want to help you? In here. How many of us get inside this thing too much? Anybody with me on this one? You get inside your own head too much. And he said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. We can get in our own head too much and mess ourselves up. But the love of Christ will constrain us. It will stop us from doing those things. When I look at this and I see this, the hymn in this passage is Christ, and we need to have that inner strength. We need to let God work. This is not an internal fortitude. This isn't me with that gut instinct. Oh, man, I'm going I'm to get her done, preacher. I'm going I'm to tell you right now, I got, I'm going to get her done. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this kind of strength, David. I don't have the strength, Lord. I don't have the power, Dale. I don't have it. I need the God of heaven. Amen? We need him. And he gives a love that passeth our knowledge. He loves you. He loves your family. He loves the two of you. He loved you so much that he died for you. That's how much he loves you. He's willing to do anything to help you walk with him. He is. He's willing to take even the doubts that you have and remove them from your mind. Anything that you're doubting him about, let it go. God has the power to overcome all of that. (laughs) When I look to the scriptures and I see this, let us see this work of Christ in this New Testament church here. And I think about Mark 14, 58. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands. And within three days, I will build another made without hands. I want to tell you something. When I got saved, he tore down that temple and he is rebuilding it. Amen. Listen, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. The day that he saved you, he tore down that old building and he's trying to build a new one. And he's going to build that in you. Now this exceeds my understanding. This exceeds my knowledge. And if I ask my God to do something for me according to his will, he heareth me. I know he does because the Bible tells me so. And he is rebuilding you. He's working on you. And your age is not a factor to God. Amen? Your age and how old you are is not a factor for God. God wants to work on you. He wants to work on your life. He wants to work on your heart. He wants to work on your thinking. He wants to do some things. And listen, what you ask him, when you ask him according to his will, he heareth you. The Bible says in 1 John, he said, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And I want you to know he wants to rebuild you. And you know, I can't understand it, but I know he's capable. Amen? If he can take a Saul who's standing there and he's stoning a Stephen, and he can take that same man who held the cloaks of the men that stoned Stephen, and he can take that man and help him to be one of the most and the greatest missionaries and apostles of all time, to write more of the scripture than anyone else. Hey, listen, it is a powerful message and testimony of who God is. It exceeds my understanding. When I look at this and I see this in Acts, he said, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. In 1724, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Do you know where he dwells today? He dwells in you. It's <laughs> where he is. He's in us. Blows a gasket, doesn't it? Where is he? He's in you. Let me give you this last point, and I'm done. God says in the scriptures here, he tells us that it goes beyond our understanding. You know, the local New Testament church was established by God, not by man. The local New Testament church was established by God, not by man. When I look at this passage, and I want you to see this firsthand, look at the last part of this in verse 21. Unto him be glory in the church. Notice the next word, by, who's it by? Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus established the local church, not man. When I look at this, church is important to God. It says, husbands, love your wives, as Christ also loved the church who gave himself for it. That means that Christ should have preeminence. Preeminence is not just first place. It is a, It is where you live. It is that God... Is formidable in your home. He is all about your thinking and your ways and your attitude and your spirit and your heart. He's preeminent in your life. It's not just that I go to church on Sunday and I read my Bible throughout the week, it is the place that God holds in your life and in your heart and in your mind and in your attitude and in your spirit. It is where God wants to reside. And when I look at this, this is not just speaking about a church by Christ. It is talking about the Christ, the church that Christ established. This goes beyond my understanding. The work that Christ did on the cross, that's what established this church. That's what placed this church in Minster, Ohio. That's what allows us to come up here and preach this book. It is the work that he did on the cross at Calvary. It is what causes us to put the John and Romans together. It's what causes us to go out into the community and hand out tracts. It's what causes us to open up the Bible and to start sharing the gospel with other uh, folks listen it is christ who did these things it is christ who established this we need to operate his way not our way and when we get things right and we do it according to the scriptures and we do it according to the word of god things start to get done by the word of god not by man god does these things the one that built this spilled his blood he broke his body we're going to partake of the lord's supper here in a few minutes and as we partake of the Lord's Supper and we have communion together, communion is, is such a special time. It's a time where God allows us to examine ourselves. It's a time where we remember what he did on the cross in Calvary. You see, this local New Testament church is in Minster, Ohio, because Jesus Christ died. Amen? We're going to partake of this because Jesus Christ died for us. We're remembering what he did on the cross. And he says, world without end. When you look at that passage, he says, by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end, amen. That world without end, there's no ending to what he's done and what he's capable of doing and what he's going to do. (laughs) World without end, amen. I look at this and I see in Hebrews, he said, for every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. Who built it? God did. You see, this building is here because God built it, amen? God did this. God established this. If man established it, it is of no value to God. But if this is God's, then let it be God's. Let it be Christ Jesus. Let it be the center of all things. Let it be what God wants to do. When I look to the scriptures, he says in 1 Peter, Ye also as lively stones are built up in spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God by Christ Jesus. Listen, that's where we are. Our sacrifices are this, that we give praise to God continually. The sacrifice is this, that we give praise to God You know that's in Hebrew. How many of you know that? The Bible says that our sacrifice is to give praise to God how often? Continually. That's our sacrifice. That's not too hard, is it? But that's where we ought to be as a local New Testament church. Listen, world without end. He gave eternal life by giving his life for us. When I look at this, this body functions based on Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ is the center of it all, it will not fail. You want your marriage to work? Get in the Word of God. You want to have a better relationship with other people? Get in the word of God. You want to win souls to Christ? Get in the word of God. You want to be better at something? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Go to the Lord. Let God lead your life. Let God have his way. Listen, a love that goes beyond our understanding. Can't comprehend it. Let's pray.